the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your, your Thanksgiving holiday. Mine was good. I had a good one. All right, so Heidi, what did you eat too much of? She's thinking. Yeah, she ate a lot of too much of a lot of things, it looks like. Uh-huh. What are you thinking? I had three margaritas. Does that count? No, but that's good for you. You, you, you had a glow going on, girl. That was on Thanksgiving Day? Good for you. Good for you. I got to watch tequila. I can't drink too much tequila. I get crazy on tequila. I do. I, I, I get, I get crazy on tequila. You know, I'm that one tequila, tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor (laughs) 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 kind of thing. Hey, it was a good weekend. What about them hogs? All right. Hogs win. That was a great game. I, I, I told you they would win that game. And I told you they'd win big, and they did. They uh, they turned it on the second half, and they just left they left uh, Missouri in the dust. So um, I'm hoping they get to go to a, a Florida bowl game. They might. They may get to go to Florida. That'd be very cool. And I Sam Pittman. Let me just say, that whoever, what's the name of the uh, the uh, athletic director at uh, uh, Arkansas? I can't think of his name I have right no now. Idea. He needs he needs a give him an extension they need to get him locked in because i know P- Pittman loves arkansas but you know what somebody comes in with greenbacks in the multi 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 million dollar contract might change i mean lincoln had a great contract over there at uh uh oklahoma you hear he's leaving he's leaving go you i guess he's going to usc you know Going out to the West Coast. Wants to lie in the sun, I guess, is what he wants to do. He's been there, what, five years now. So this will be the first time that Oklahoma's had to look for a new coach with, uh, uh, since, uh, uh, was it, uh, oh, what was the coach's name there? Scope, not Scope, Snoops, something like that, anyway. Uh, he, when he left, Lincoln took over. He was assistant. So this will be a new coach search. Okay, so enough about that. I wanted to say congratulations to Jim Harbaugh. He finally got the monkey off his back. He beat to Ohio State Saturday there at the big house. And uh, I got to know Harbaugh back in the 90s when I worked at WIBC. We were the flagship station for the, uh, the big uh, Indianapolis Colt Network. And... 
I was there when we went to Pittsburgh and got beat by Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship game where uh, Flash went out of the end zone and came back in and caught the game-winning pass. Does anybody else remember that besides me? I was no. I was sitting in the, the stands right at that end zone when that happened and saw it and saw the official give the, the touchdown sign, and he had gone out of bounds, came back in, and was the first receiver to catch it, first player to touch it. That's a penalty. That's not a touchdown. That's a penalty. And they gave him the touchdown anyway, and that's where why we have uh, instant replay. That's what caused was Terry, it. Was Terry Bradshaw the coach? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. McDonald was it? Uh, McDonald. He was the quarterback at that time. You know, I used to call him Pizza Face because he had really bad acne when he was a kid, and I used to call him Pizza Face or Crater Face on the, on my show all the time. Mm. But yeah, we lost that game, and we didn't take on the Cowboys that year uh, in the Super Bowl. Uh, the uh, uh, Pitts, Pittsburgh did worst fans in the in the in the world. I mean, if you're a Pittsburgh fan and you live here, probably you're not as uh, sick as the people that show up at the at the stadium. The Eagles, Eagles. Well, they're bad too. Yeah, they're rough. The the, the city of brotherly love, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Till there's a game. Yeah. Well, they have to. They don't have it any longer since they built the new stadium for the Steelers. They don't have the pit anymore at the one end of the stadium where they all tailgated and get drunk together and then go into the game. But I we were doing a morning show there uh, before the game and they were urinating off the top of the stadium on on That's top Philly. of our tent. Oh. Now it wasn't Philly, this was Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. You oh, know? Wow. And it was it was disgusting. It really was disgusting. You like those Pittsburgh fans there, R D. Well I- <laughs> I grew up. My best friend was a was from L.A. and original, or he was born there. His parents moved out there to work, and he was born there. So we watched the L.A. So we watched, you know, Ferragamo and all those guys back in the in the eighties. But Pittsburgh with Terry Bradshaw was pretty tough in the eighties. Oh, they were I great. Watched them, yeah, I watched them uh, beat the Rams in the Super Bowl one year, and Terry Bradshaw was running the opposite direction from the end zone and throw it over his shoulder. And, Make a touchdown. Yeah, uh, they were. They that were was tough. Chuck Knox was the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers at that time. They five Super Bowl rings. They were tough. Jerry still he still wears them from time to time. <laughs> you know, Bradshaw does. He'll put his hands up and he'll have all of his Super Bowl rings on one on his thumb. He's still full <laughs> yeah. of spark. He's so, got some spark on him. So. I like. Yeah, I like Terry Bradshaw. You know, he played down there. Was it Louisiana Tech? Is that where he played football? He was the quarterback at Louisiana Tech. If I'm not. He was a raging Cajun, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah. I believe they played Arkansas some whenever whenever he was in college. Yeah, I mean, not the smartest guy in the world. <laughs> he's got the raging Cajun personality. You know, he's, he's the guy that they'll talk about in, in, in the NFL. He was the quarterback who first started wearing the wristband. Oh, was that right? That had the plays on it because he couldn't remember them. <laughs> he couldn't remember all of them. I, I do remember that. I saw a great, uh, was it uh, 60 on uh, ESPN about Drew Pearson. That was great over the weekend. I just happened to flip it on, and uh, Drew Pearson was a great, great uh, cowboy, great wide receiver. What was great about him, he was a little guy, not a big guy, but he was thin, 
I mean, I was he weighed what 140 pounds if you threw him in the bathtub wet, got him all wet. He might weigh 140 pounds. He'd go in the middle and catch those footballs and and get hit by four different guys. And this is when they really played football. You know, there was none of this hitting an un you know guarded receiver or anything. That was the object hitting an unguarded you know receiver. And they showed some of the hits that he took, and I'm. I am really surprised he got up some of them. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. But, uh, but like somebody, he finally made it into the Hall of Fame and stuff. It was a great, great show. Great show. He was a very interesting interview with him. Well, enough about that. Omicron! Oh, my God! Omicron! It sounds like you know, Star Wars disease. Yeah, it's, it's a, of course, everybody is... Is COVID 3.0? Uh, no, I don't know what point it is. The bottom line is the doctor... I think it was a he uh, who dis- who discovered this variant has said, "Chill out." It's not I a mean, big deal to the world. Chill out. It, it, the, the symptoms be- are mild. Don't worry about it. And every you, you people who seriously, if you're a Christian and you're freaking out. Why are you an atheist all of a sudden? I was talking about this earlier with uh, with, with Paul and with Simone. Why are you suddenly an atheist? I mean, you you worship the God of the universe. He says he protects you. He'll watch over you. What, what's the chill most, out? What's the <laughs> most common command in the Bible? Fear not. Three hundred sixty-five times. Fear not. I just, it drives me crazy. Can you tell? Yeah. I'm fired up today, man. I've been yeah. off for three days. I got to, I'm, I'm ready to go four days, really, if you think yeah. about it. Where's your treasure at? Yeah. Where's your treasure at? I mean, we're, we're going to suffer things in this world, but uh, hey, but we're remember, supposed to be looking for the next one. What is it, John 636? But I have overcome the world. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I was saved from a muffler yesterday. Yeah. Divine intervention. Yeah, talk about that. Well, it was amazing. There was the, the barrier between the two sides of the highway, and next thing you know, it was like in slow motion, this muffler flies over the top of the barrier right at our car, and it looked like it was going to come in the window. Oh, you missed it just barely. No, it you, hit our you hit car. It. Oh, wow. it hit the side, or hit the front. We thought it hit the side and the tire, but it... It just at the point where it went down below, didn't mess anything up underneath our uh, car or anything, and left just a small scratch. We had to pull mm. over to look, but it was, I mean, it could have killed us. I mm. mean, it would, could have came right through our window, and it was just in slow motion. Wow. And it's at those times you realize I, you realize that you have someone looking over you. Yep. We take scare of you. Yeah. I mean, take care of you. That, whole, that whole guardian angel thing, you know, that ain't just... BS. Well, that was aimed right at our window. I mean, straight out, yeah. just slow motion, yeah. and you only get scared after you realize how bad you, you, it. You didn't. Been. You didn't have time to get scared in the moment. Right, uh. right. <laughs> it was. I'm still watching it in my head. So, what had happened for you there, RD? Or well, was I it didn't just have a that much excitement. I didn't know. I went to. <laughs> I went to my brother's house, and uh, he invited us up to Fayetteville. My wife was out of town. I'm sorry. And that uh, you had to go to Fayetteville. <laughs> We went up and and uh, they had we had about fifteen family members there and uh, enough food for fifty people. Oh, of course. <laughs> and uh, so, what did so, you eat too much of? Uh, 
I don't know if it was the pumpkin pie or the apple pie or the or the lemon ice box pie, but somewhere along in there, I could have probably had one less piece of pie. Lemon but, ice box pies. That's my you. favorite. Those that's my favorite. So my mom made one of those. So we had a good time. My boys were with me, and we got to spend time with my sister and her husband, mom and dad, and where my brother was your daughter? and his family. My daughter was with my wife. They took a trip over the holidays they went to cincinnati to the uh, ark experience in the creation museum oh that's cool they'll have a good time of that some of their friends so uh, old hometown so us guys we cooked hamburger when we got back home we cooked hamburgers out went fishing and just kind of did guy stuff yeah of course did guy stuff now paul got an early start last week if i remember he came in the day uh, Wednesday of last week, he was telling me that they'd already had Thanksgiving meals. Is that right? Yeah, so we had we actually did Thanksgiving um, Saturday a week ago, right? And then um, so we had a bunch of people over at our house, and um, which is kind of a tradition for us. We we have we'll usually have I don't know thirty or forty people for Thanksgiving at our house, and then um, then Thursday we went and had Thanksgiving again with some friends. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Did you eat too much or anything? I probably ate a little more than I should, but I was being pretty good. You yeah, need I, to lose 10 pounds. The rest of us just need to lose 5 pounds. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. I'm trying to keep it under 190. <laughs> I, ate, uh, I ate too much stuffing. Stuffing is my favorite because I only have it during Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I had uh, stuffing with plenty of gravy on it. Mm. I did not put whipped cream on it. I have plenty of whipped cream. I have whipped cream. Is, Wouldn't hurt it any. <laughs> no, it, it'd probably make it better, I'll be honest with you. I like whipped cream. Now, I don't like I don't like Cool Whip, all right? I don't like no. to be dipping it out of a of a tub. I got that pr- the stuff from uh, Kroger that says premium on it, and it says whipped, uh, like, uh, heavy cream. It is actually cream. Yeah, actual, yeah, it was good. You yeah. want actual like whipped homemade. cream? Yeah. That's one of my favorite memories of my grandfather's name was L. D. Hopper. That was his mm. name. He was a World War II veteran, and uh, but he came over to our house for Thanksgiving one time. He had a piece of pumpkin pie. He was holding plate, so I scooped up some homemade heavy cream that my wife had made yeah. and, and put a big scoop on there. And he looked at me and said. Another one wouldn't hurt it any. All right, all right. Give me another one. All right, it's the Dave Ellswick Show. It's a post-Thanksgiving weekend. Now we can get ready for the big celebration coming up for Christmas. I know that people's already talking about it at my house. I'm already making cookies for it. I'm going to make <laughs> fruit cakes today. You were, you were telling you make lots and lots of cookies yeah i made 76 dozen last year wow that's why you're so excited you're all hopped wow. up on cookies yeah i am i'm hopped up on sugar anyway wow. up. i made a bunch of cookies my wife gave me my christmas present early she gave me a uh, a stand mixer that's and awesome. let me tell you i i didn't know how much easier things are using <laughs> a mixer like that mm. it is incredible plus the cookies are so much lighter because it whips so much more air into the into the, the batter. Wow. But enough about cooking. Let's take a break. Then we come back. We'll talk more. Let me tell you about Eric. You gotta go see Eric because now the press is starting. You gotta buy your Christmas presents if you're looking for jewelry. It is at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, three thousand Cavanaugh Boulevard, Suite E, here in Little Rock. Go see Eric. He opens at ten o'clock Monday through Saturday, and uh, you'll be. You know, he'll buzz you in. You can go in there, talk to him about if you want something made especially for somebody. 
or you want to buy something right there off of his shelves. He's got lots of great stuff. I bought some things off the shelf there uh, for my uh, my wife. Let me just tell you that if you go in, just tell him, I heard about you on Dave's show. Uh, you don't have to say Dave Ellswick or Hank. He knows who you're talking about. If you say Dave, you would get 20% off right off the top, 20%. And that goes along with whatever else he's given off. I mean, the day I was there, he had a 50% off sale. I didn't even know about it. So I got 20% for the Dave show, 50% normal, 70% off of what I bought. It was Can't great. That. Yeah, it was great. Uh, you want to talk to him, just give him a call. 501-246-3655 if you want to set up a time to go in and, and talk to him or just stop by. He'll be there. That's Eric at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard, Suite E in Little Rock. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. So you tell me Jim Bob Duggar is running for state representative? State senator. Senator, from okay. So, so he wants Eads. Senator Eads is stepping down from the Senate. Yeah. From what I understand. So, so I saw over the weekend that um, Jim Bob Duggar is one of the people running for that. Well, at least it's, maybe, it's a special election, yeah. Maybe he's, he is, I would think, more conservative than what Eads would be. I would suspect so, yes. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't know Eads very well. Um, I know who he was, but um, I didn't know him all that well. But I, I would su- suspect that um, Jim, uh, Bugder, ah, Jim Bob Duggar is indeed. So who is he going to go work for? Is he going to go, is he going to be heading up and, and, I, the, and going to talk to his fellow senators about how he, they should give money to somebody here in the state? Maybe so. I, I heard a rumor there's going to be a lobbyist, but I don't know that they can be a lobbyist right off the bat. They got to wait a, a year. A year. But if you haven't made enough money while you're in the Senate to hold you over for a year, what have you been doing? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, then you go, then you go work for the college for yeah. two years, just doing normal stuff. Go work for Walmart, uh, man. Then go work yeah, for the knows? college or Walmart no, or whoever you've been and, supporting. And, and I, I suspect that law is full of loopholes and whatever else, because you can probably be a lobbyist without actually being a lobbyist. And I'd like so to hear knows? some of the, the the meetings in McMillan's office, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you like to be a fly on the wall when he calls some of these folks in and sits them down and tells them what Walmart would like to see happen in Northwest Arkansas? Wow. I mean, I would think the same thing happens if you're called into Tyson or J.B. Hunt. Well, a lot of times it's just a check in the mail in the form of a donation and Campaign you either cash your check or you mail it back. That's the question. Mm-hmm. So it's real simple. If you cash the check, you're in. Yeah, but I understand, but you're going to meet with them to get your marching orders because they're not going to send you a text. They're not going to send you an email. They're not going to send you a letter because they don't want anybody to know that they told you what to do, that they gave you your marching orders. Although they will say, send a letter to the uh, entire legislature and say, well, that's a good start. When they're talking about hate crime legislation, hate crime or something. legislation yeah. yeah, absolutely. Of course, hey, you know, the governor came in as besides his gas taxes that he that he wanted so bad, and and for the roads, you know, the hate crime legislation was on his list. You remember his list that he had? What four, three and a half, or four years ago? He had a board up there eight and, years ago. Eight, when he, when it's he, been when eight he, years. Yeah, when he first took over. You know, I'm still waiting. You know, after it's over, I told you we'd we would. uh do a chart after he leaves and see who grew government more the person that was there eight years before him or his eight years as no, far B, as growing, bb or or him yeah. yeah and just see which one of them raised taxes and grew government more so 
after it's over, then uh, we'll do the math. Yeah, the, the thing that everybody has to understand about politicians is that, especially if they tell you that, yeah, we cut your taxes here. Find out where they rose. The, uh, they raised the like tax. The internet well, download tax yeah. turned out to be a big, big one. one. Oh, sure. So they could they could see things that were coming down the line, and so they they cut a little bit of taxes here on here on one side, and then they they found another tax that was very small at the moment. But they could see this is going to be coming online. They're going to collect a lot of money off of it. So since that tax got swapped over, that internet download tax got traded, traded as they um, they they eliminated the military tax, plus three um, others. And, and so this this download tax is probably what would you say fifty times as prolific as the as it was when it's, they enacted it's it. It's ridiculous. Well, what, I was at a Republican committee meeting and somebody actually said, well. Our budget is doing good. This download tax has turned out to be a whole lot better than we thought it was going to be. Well, yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and, then so they, and then they got, you know, millions of dollars in COVID relief money that they haven't spent. And that's why they got a billion dollars in the in the uh, rainy day fund. Yeah. Uh, Which yeah. is scary. Hold your thoughts. We'll come back. We'll talk about it. We got to get to the news. That's coming up. It's news time. Here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you with us. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Let's hear the news. All right, back at you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you along for the ride. Don't forget about PI roofing. Man, we've had, it's been pretty amazingly mild out lately. We're supposed to have just a tad of rain this week, like six hundredths of an inch or something. Mm. That's about it. And we're supposed to be in the low 70s. Uh, most of this week and going into the beginning of december that's good i i'm all about el nino or whatever (laughs) going out there on the uh on the pacific and where which of the uh, currents are coming closest to the west coast whether it's you know the wet and warm or whether it's the cold and dry Uh, but we've been having pretty mild winters here they're saying no big snows like we had last year they're saying maximum they're saying all right now look if they can tell us that the earth is going to freeze over you know or it's all the ice caps are going to melt well surely they can tell us what's going to happen during the winter right yeah sure sure you're <laughs> uncle, anyway. ralph, uncle ralph was a squirrel anyway that anyway sense. Uh, they're sense. saying that maximum two or three inches of snow this year who knows but seven inches of ice. No, I don't know. I, I, don't, know how, I don't know what's going to happen. Bottom line, though. We, yeah, uh, two or three inches of snow and four or five inches of ice will have all of our trees trimmed for free or something true. like that. Yeah, they'll be laying in, in our front uh, yards. But uh, if things get, get woolly and we end up with, uh, you know, tree limbs falling through roofs and things of that nature, know that you need to call PI Roofing. Joel Johnson and his crew take good care of you. They'll come out. Uh, and uh, tarp up your roof so that uh, you can't get any more rain in your your house or any more uh, snow or ice or another limb or whatever. They'll take care of all of that for you if you just give them a call, 707-3551, 707-3551, or visit them online, piroofing.com. All right. So I'm telling, I'm looking at you, Paul and Marty and... <laughs> Simone, none of you look like you're freaking out about uh, the Omicron virus. You know, I'm you guys... wondering what they're going to do about it. 
What's up with this goofy well, They're going to have what more government mean? control and more shutdowns on businesses and more federal money coming out. Did, I mean, that's you, my prediction. The, the doctors. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> several, what I'm saying. I'm several doctors have, have done a preemptive strike on shutdowns. And they said shutdowns will not stop the virus. That's the most erroneous thought that you can have, that if you shut everything down, that the virus is just going to go away. It will not. It will be still there. So it's just going to is it's going to delay it? Maybe is it? You know? Well, no, it won't even delay it. They're just saying all all that happens is going to be there until people start moving around again. Because sooner or later, people will start moving around. The virus is sitting there. You know, it's smoking a cigar, having a scotch, it's watching it sitting there in its mutating. easy chair, yeah. waiting for us to just you know get kind of get back to normal life a little bit. Well, and if it's if it's one of those things, are are you willing to give up the vast majority of the next twenty years and just sit and hunker down? I don't know if twenty no. years from now it'll be gone. Look, why not? The Chinese screwed the pooch on this. All right, yeah, and we yeah. paid them to do it. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the Chinese. And nothing's happening to Fauci. He's Mr. Science. <laughs> Mr. Science. Uh, he represents is that, is that science. The, that's what he said. I yeah. represent it, science. Is that, that's the kind of science where, where a bunch of so-called experts consider uh, get, get in. They have a consensus, and therefore they call it science. No, they call it politics. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, that, that's, that's what it's it is, politics. though, because, because science is science regardless of who agrees with it and which experts agree with it. It's true. It doesn't make any difference. It's politics. Which, right. Science today has become politics. They, they needed to stop using the term. Right? I said that just yeah. like the president would. It's politics. Yeah. I'm going to whisper well, at you when, today. When government show. pays for political science research, or science research, it's political science. When the scientific community, government community of this country is sending money to China to weaponize, that's what they mean. When they're talking about working on these viruses, mm-hmm. they are weaponizing them. All right. They're trying to weaponize them so they can figure out what to do if it gets loose. They got it backwards. And they, had, they weaponized it and let it loose. This is sort, isn't this sort, of, like giving, isn't this sort of like giving matches to a three-year-old? In the hayloft? I don't even think it's three-year-olds. Yeah, that's the last place we need to send well, something that's well, I mean, going to take you know, but we're t- we're talking the about, rest of the world. We're talking about government officials and government-funded operations. Government has a history of doing things badly and hurting people. Why would we trust them with this sort of thing? Well, government has a history of doing good things, too. Occasionally they get okay, something right. they do things they're good doing what they're as well. Supposed to be doing. Now, that's the key. By if protecting they, us. If they stay in their lane, they can do some good things. But, uh, oh, by the way, did you see where the Chinese did 27 very aggressive flyovers of Taiwan this weekend? No, I did not. Yeah, yeah. Using their, their big their new jets that they've got mm-hmm. flying over, and everybody goes, Taiwan, what's so big about Taiwan? World War Two. what was so big about Poland? Oh, started started the whole world on fire. Okay, okay, gotcha. I'm just telling you, watch the Chinese. Things could change dramatically for the worse with those people. Could well, they're we're thinking in the weakest that. position, too, right now. We're in the weakest position for any world leader. They, they look at us like we're weak. Oh, we got a dawdling fool in the White House. Right. For God's sakes, people. 
the Chinese are showing their real teeth here lately. They're starting to act like communists. You know, they were nice communists for a long time. Mm. But yeah, whenever Bill Clinton was until we them. gave them their yeah. all the computers that they needed, gave them uh, you know. Uh, what's a num- world trade status and all the different yeah. things that we've given them started shooting satellites off there so they'd have the guidance systems mm. for their nuclear missiles developing so, nations you know so after we did all of that you know they were nice for a while but now now they're turning into bad communists again they it's, it's like game. going out and finding as many <laughs> serial killers as you can and bringing them to your house and feeding them and educating them and giving them uh, opportunities to, to uh, you know, get their weapons all sharpened and ready to go. And then you're, 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 you're surprised when they stab you. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's political favor again because they affect the economy so much. So, you know, they can make a most favored trade status. We can start shipping their products over here. We can put all our people out of work. But hey it looks good for the economy world peace and hey we're all doing good so it comes back to politics all over again it's a serious mess yeah you're right about globalism we we print print money over here we buy their garbage and we put put our own people out of work and it's it's because of our protectionist policies and it's it's dumb you know if we have been smart and if that's a if biggest two-letter word word that's around uh the bottom line is is that you know when when we dealt with germany after world war ii in japan we made sure that basically they were democracies mm-hmm. all right and we didn't we're not we didn't do that with Patton. china we allowed mao to take over china look what did Patton say Patton said hey you know all, all fight our boys, now. Our boys are all over here. Let's Look fight the them price now. that we paid. So we took all of those countries that were Nazis and turned turned them all over to the to the communist. I mean, and just handed it to them on a silver platter. Yep. He Patton's told everybody like, to fight them now. Yeah, Patton and the, and the, he was a lunatic. And yeah, the, and MacArthur they, said. Bomb them now while we've got the atomic bomb yeah. and nobody else does. And everybody, we can't do that. Okay, look where you're at right well, now. What, what was the point of a going to war to begin with? Well, you know what I always say. The object of war is to break things and to destroy governments that are trying to cause problems in the world. Right. You, you stop the problem. You don't, you don't just slap them on the wrist and, and go away and say, please be a good boy now. Because you actually, you're engaging in a war. You're killing people and breaking things. And try, try to actually take some measures to keep it from happening again. But are you just going to put the same people back in power and, and, and hope they're, they're good little boys and girls? Well, everybody thought the CCP was playing second fiddle to the Soviets, to Russian communism. And uh, guess what? Now they're playing together. Yeah. Keep that in mind. They're they're having war games together now. Now Uh-oh. if I were a communist over in Russia, I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw. Them, all right, because they've proven themselves not to be trusted. Chinese have always the government has always shown that it's not to be trusted. And we pushed Russia and China together basically. I mean, with the whole Russia hoax and everything, Donald Trump couldn't do anything with Russia to make any kind of decent relations that uh, might have helped prevent. You know what I think might do something, Simone? See what you think about this. We take Biden 
so that we can portray that we're still a virile and strong <laughs> nation. And we're going we're to take his shirt off <laughs> and we're going to put him on a horse. Mm. Like Putin. Like Putin did. And have him pose out in the cold, you know, on top mm. of a horse showing off his manly chest. And don't be messing with us. Might have to go the and everything <laughs> I, tell you, show. I tell you what scares me is let's talk about this. What's the first step to communism? Socialism. Social socialism is the bridge to communism. Exactly. That's exactly. So Everybody where, where knows are we that. Headed? Where are we headed? Yeah, we're, we're we're pretty firmly in. That's a rhetorical yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to answer no, it. Yeah, exactly. Did you hear about the little group of socialists that are trying to get Kyle Rittenhouse kicked out of the? Did school? you hear about those? Yeah, the little group. They don't think he should be able to go to to Arizona State University because he's online. Yeah, he's a bloodthirsty, murderous bastard, basically. And they hmm. want him. They don't feel safe. Yeah, they don't the feel safe, and he's going to school <laughs> on a computer. Oh well. Yeah, so they, they have what they have a socialist club i'm sure yeah, they literally I think high schools have socialist clubs what do they call yeah. the socialist something yeah i forget what their name was and, but uh yeah they are raising a stink right now over kyle rittenhouse oh they feel Porter. frightened yeah they're frightened yes. frightened of him yes, that's exactly what their words are all right gotta get our final break in and we'll come back we got more to talk about there's plenty of things to talk about how was your conversations around the thanksgiving table i'm just wondering so dave ellswick show don't forget about uh, david lucas if you're uh, concerned about you know this out of control government spending the soaring inflation uh the uh, political unrest and a rapid decline in the u.s dollar then uh, you know that a lot of people have decided what they need to do is get into silver and gold. But you want to know what you're doing before you start buying silver and gold. Let me explain what I'm what I'm saying here. You can buy gold where you get gold put in your hand. Okay, they send it to you, and then you put it in your safe, for, right? Or you can get a certificate that says you got so much gold. I'm going to tell you what. I want it in my hand. I don't want no frickin' certificate, okay? So uh, you need to talk to uh, David Lucas about this. Uh, don't let 1970s-style inflation destroy your retirement. Learn how silver and gold can help you protect your assets, your IRA, your 401K, and hard-earned savings by calling 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Better get on the horn and talk to David this BBB bill that they got out there, if by some chance they do get it passed, uh, the tax structure is going to be incredibly complex, and they're going to be trying to get more of your money, and you're going to want David Lucas to be in charge of your retirement so you don't lose everything like back in 08. So learn more about buying, about buying silver and gold. Call 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial, which is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor. Hey, don't forget about Dustin Turner. You want to buy? You want to sell your home? I know you want to buy a home, okay? But if you want to sell your home, market's still, you know, nuclear hot. Do it now. Uh, but get a hold of Dustin Turner because he knows how to do it and do it right. You can trust him, number one. You can trust what he tells you he's going to do. And the way you know you can trust him is look how successful he has been in the real estate market. I've talked to him. I've had him at my house. Um, I still got some things that I'm working on in my house. And look, I'm 68. 
I'm a little bit slow on the upstroke sometimes, getting some of those things done, but I am getting them done. And then uh, we're going to sell the house, and it doesn't look like the market's going to cool anytime soon. I've told you the house on my left sold, the house on my right is sold over the last three months. So uh, the Ellswick household is going to be put on the market, and we're going, we're going to sell and, uh, and, and and get out while the getting's good. But uh, Dustin can do this for you. He knows how to do it. He understands it's not through open houses and stuff that you sell. You sell on the Internet. He's got all the Internet uh, people uh, ready to go. He sends professional photographers out to your house. They take the pictures. They give a nice presentation on the Internet. People fall in love with your house on the Internet. They come out. They see your home. They see that they weren't being lied to. They make a you know an offer. And then other people want to get in, so they make better offers, and then they come back and make a better offer than the better offer, and that's the way you make some money off of selling your house. Right. You call him and let him take care of it for you. Dustin Turner is the guy. I got a really nice uh, uh, hit from him over, uh, I think it was on uh, Friday, uh, from Dustin, wishing me a happy Thanksgiving. 501-952-2969. Dustin Turner and the uh, folks at the home team can do the job for you. Go to hometeamsoldit.com. They'll take good care uh, of that yep, for The you. market is crazy right now. Oh, yeah, it's selling, yeah, man. You're, you're liable to get ten, fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 over your asking price folks, in some uh, cases. Folks next to me made uh, $12,000 over their asking price. Mm-hmm. Time to sell is now if you want to sell. Just say Then there's people like me that, like, I like my house, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm, I'm getting it ready, but I'm just ta- taking it's, my time. It's also one of those things. It's kind of a pain in the neck to move. <laughs> yeah, that's the oh, other yeah. thing. My, somebody gave me an idea. I told them I'd sell my house, but I don't want to move. And they, and they gave me an idea. I said, sell it with the furniture. Yeah, you can just do that. Just take your you clothes can. with you. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. said, hey, that's the way to do it. Yeah, well, Pack your clothes. We're leaving. Make some extra money. <laughs> yep. well, Even, but see, my problem is just packing my clothes is a hassle. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I do that at go on vacation. I hate doing it. <laughs> I've got two storage units and a house. Do you really have two storage? How oh, much is a storage unit run? Uh, ours is 70, and then we've got one in PA for 100. Okay. Oh, wow. so, so well, he downsized me, and uh, uh, that was a real good trick on him because trick no good. <laughs> so you're, you're spending nearly two thousand dollars a year on storage. Yeah, we've got wow. to get we've got to get it uh, together into a bigger place. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, right now. I got to I'm got to got to mini bins. I got to call them. I need a mini bin. Oh, for trash. It's time to. It time, that's the way good. I'm going to downsize <laughs> stuff that my kids have decided well dad can i leave this in the attic yeah you can leave it in here that was 15 years ago mm. they've never come out to even look at it and then i tell them well i'm getting ready to clean the attic now. No, right. no no you know i gotta have that well, i said you it, haven't even touched it in 15 yeah, years at, at, at some point you got, there. well if, at some point you got to realize that you're 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 using five thousand dollars worth of real estate to store five hundred dollars worth of stuff yeah well yeah, our stuff it probably isn't i've got a lot of vintage now, clothes and i've mm-hmm. got about i don't know three thousand dollars worth of shoes in so there. okay so it's, it's vintage clothes what does that mean that you bought them back in the 60s i bought clothes from the <laughs> 60s well actually from the 50s i'm more of a 50s girl uh, okay so, so do you I got, sell i got on, some elephant bells so, so do you sell these on you. ebay or what do you do? <laughs> I wear them. You wear? Oh, you wear them. I used to wear them. Like when we lived in a, you know, in the city, I would go out 
dressed up pinup style. Okay. And everything, heels and, you know, stuff. I just haven't really gotten into it down here. Yeah, but bottom line is, bottom line is. we've got too much stuff. It's now cool out, all right, because it's like in the 40s during the day, 50s. So I've told my uh, my sons, I said, I'm going to call you in the next week, and I'm going to tell you what day the mini bin's getting here. And you get here and get your stuff out of the attic and away from here, or it's going in the mini oh, bin. Oh, no. We need a mini bin, too. I've just got so much art supplies. That's the other thing, is I've got a whole one, one thing is everything from resin to the copper to glass stuff to... Making you have your own art studio where you guys live at? I had I did till my son moved with me. (laughs) Okay, and so I've got easels and canvases and like you name it to make jewelry and you know paint everything else. Are you like Pollock? Do you just stand back and throw paint at the uh, (laughs) at the canvas? Well, I would enjoy that. I like Jackson Pollock. I'll have you know. I would enjoy that. It depends if I've got, I've got this big uh, tarp that I put up so that when I, I use everything from mixed media, so I'll spray yeah. stuff and I do everything. Uh, John Deering did a great painting for me and uh, he asked me, well, who's your favorite artist? I said, Jackson Pollock. And he was really excited because he said, I've not worked in mixed media like that. I love that. mixed media. So he did really? that. I didn't hear, I did not hear from John for a year, for a year. Mm. And I came in to work one day, and here was this huge painting that I had asked him to do, wow. uh, sitting there and waiting for me. And it just is uh, over my fireplace. So, what, what kind of art was it? Was it something? It's it's oil paint. It's uh, acrylic paint. It's all kinds was of it, stuff. Uh, was a, a picture of something? Or no, was it, no, it no. Just, it's, it's, kind of it's, it's an abstract. Uh, okay. You know, like you can put all kinds of items in acrylic paint too. Like you can add texture to it. And yeah, it, it it's really cool. Deering Deering is a great political cartoonist, but I'm going to tell you what: as a artist, or should I say, artist, <laughs> he is very, very good. He is amazing. I'll get John on with us one day. You guys would like to have him come by and just sit and talk to you about how he comes up with his stuff he does with political cartoons and things of that I nature. I do pin-up girls and stuff like that, tattoo. You do a Vargas stuff? I do Vargas, yeah, Vargas, pin-up girl type stuff. That's, That's kind of cool. I like. But I like, I mean, I, do, I like to do all kinds of things. I used to do portraits for people hmm. and stuff like that. But, I mean, I had a Columbus College of Art and Design scholarship when I was in high school. All right. Learn more about Simone when we come back. (laughs) It's the Dave Ellswick Show. She's an artiste, too. That's what Eric is over at Hillcrest. He's an artist. I call him, you know, he's a fantastic guy. All right. Paul's here. Artie's here. I'm here. It's uh, after Thanksgiving. We're still on a sugar high. We'll be back here in a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show.
All right, let's move into the uh, final hour of a Monday show here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 1011 FM, The Answer. Good to have you along for the ride. Hope that your Thanksgiving holiday was a good one. Mine was good. From what I can tell, it was a good one for uh, R.D., for Paul, and for Simone as well. We've been covering a lot of territory this morning. There's a lot of news that went down over the four days that we were off. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. And uh, R.D. was just talking about the uh, BBB, uh, the Build Back Better bill that uh, uh, the president finally got through uh, the House. Uh, the House finally passed it. Uh, but it faces pretty big odds over in the Senate right now. We'll see if if Manchin holds out and Seneca and some of the others uh, that are saying, no, we can't spend that much money. I, I, do, I don't hold out a lot of hope, okay? I think it's going to pass. And they're going to get it through. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll pass it, and then uh, all that money is going to be dumped into the system and uh, – it's it will, it, will, it will not it will not be good let's just put that here's what's interesting i got friends that are always tell me man biden it's good it's going great man look how great this the the you know the stock exchange is going and i always look at him i go look when you something money you, yeah yeah something you got to understand about the stock market stock market is amoral okay what i mean by that is they don't care where the money comes from Look, it can come from the federal government. It can come from you and I through smart investing or whatever. Uh, it can come from Gates and Buffett and all of those guys. It can come from the Chinese. It can come from uh, the Soviets. It can come from anybody. Right. They they survive on money. They got to have money to make stocks go up. All right, and people invest. When the stocks are going up, if they go down, not so much. But if they go up, yes. So the bottom line is the stock market's going up because it's being infused by government money right now. I mean, when you think about COVID, what was it, about $3 trillion that they they threw into the, the economy it, through COVID it, spending? It might yeah. be at least that by now. Okay, so now they're saying that this, this BBB bill that uh, they're talking about, the Democrats, are one another. They say $2 trillion. Mm-hmm. More of the people that I read say you got to look out over a 10 year plan and it's $10.5 trillion that they're talking about putting on track to be spent. Well, well so, the honest. folks it's, in, it's, in Wall Street are going, well, bring on the money. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's when, when you've got a, an economy that's kind of faltering because of all, all kinds of crazy different forces going on with the COVID 19 stuff and, and people not working and, and, yeah, government prints money, and so prices keep rising. Are we going to keep doing that? Or what, what, when, you, when you go to the grocery store. As long st- as the Democrats are in control, yes. When, you're, yeah. when you go to the grocery store and, and food is expensive, and, and a lot of it's not beef even available, up, maybe. Beef is up 20% over the last year. I read a report. Beef is up 20% in the last year. I, didn't, I went to the store on, was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Yesterday uh, afternoon. I got six bags of groceries, little the little you plastic know ones. plastic bags mm-hmm. from Walmart, and it was over eighty dollars. I started thinking about now. I know what the Germans felt like before World War II, yeah. where they right. were, they would go to the store 
with uh, you know German marks and whatever. They they would fill up a wheelbarrow full, go there because they didn't know how much their money would be worth between the time they left their home and the time they arrived at the store. And someone would steal the wheelbarrow. But uh, but yeah, it, it's nuts though. When when you've got um, talk to an electrician, how how much are they paying for wire right now? What what would happen if government wasn't dumping all this money? Well, we know what would happen, Paul. It, it, you know, it wouldn't be the way it is right it now. Wouldn't we get, wouldn't have the inflation that we've got going right now. Biden can't figure this out. Well, we're going to get rid. You know how we're going to get rid of inflation, says the president. We're going to spend more money. Uh, That's what we will uh, put more hmm. money into the into the the system. No. Wow. Bottom line is they're trying to buy the midterm elections. That's what they're doing exactly right now. They're, they're, they're doing. buying the midterm elections. If you look at this two trillion dollar bill. A lot of green new deal money. Not even going to get started though, and, before and, the election, which is and, and the good. Uh, and all of it goes to union workers trying to back unions well, with the electric cars and tax social. Right, go ahead, Simone. those child tax credits where they're giving out payments. Those aren't credits; those are direct payments yep. to Welfare. people with how many ever kids they have. Uh, I don't think there's a limit on. I think they don't get a paycheck in December, if I'm not mistaken. I think they got to wait now until tax time but they got a certain amount of months oh yeah they, they were getting a nice chunk. if you had like one kid you were getting a check for over 300 dollars a month but think about how many people have quite a few kids oh i'm, and, I'm not just yeah I, I talked to somebody at a at a grocery store yesterday and they're, they're seeing people come in with the cards where EBT the, cards. people are getting three thousand dollars a month for groceries hey you making three thousand a month and, no. and, and they are, she said, they are spending on food stamps. Yes. Yeah. And they are spending oh, wow. on junk food. Well, what she else would you spend it on? Mainly mainly what, what, on junk how, how could you spend $3,000? You know, a there's a problem when the person who's on government assistance in front of you is buying steaks right lobster lobster, lobster. and filet mignon uh, uh, you, know, it you, you don't even have to go there just they're just buying a, a steak and you're looking at it going okay what well, i got 80 20 hamburger here yeah maybe probably chicken that's probably what you got chicken but i'm just saying this but whole equity system is what they've I'll pushed take, well, they deserve it. Look at, oh, God, we've taken advantage of these people. We, they, we've built America on their shoulders. It's time that we do something for those people. Not on these people. Yeah, shoulders. pay them to stay home. Yeah. Pay them to well, give well, them free well, health care and pay them to stay That's home. That's exactly what we've been doing. And then, give them liberty mm-hmm. and don't help them. Look, if you want to help your neighbors, that's mm-hmm. fine, but don't do it with the, with the tax system. Well, don't, the community don't. should help. You know, each other. Oh, and, and, and community should be help. Well, that's what I mean. People should help each other. But the reality is, if someone won't work, you better let them starve. It right. is the best thing for everybody involved. Well, and it helps them because it forces oh, them sure. to. Yeah, be because productive. because God did did this thing to all of us. He gave us a stomach that gets uncomfortable when we don't eat, and that kicks us pretty hard when when we don't eat. And so that, that encourages us to go out and find something to do to make it right. so we can fill it up. I always I said it from my favorite college basketball coach. All right. From Indiana, he said, "If the player won't do for you what you've asked them to do, you sit them on the bench, and the wood in the bench talks to their butt, <laughs> and their butt talks to their mind, and sooner or later they will do what you tell them to do." Bear Bryant did that. <laughs> Joe Namath. Joe Namath came to Alabama, a spoiled brat, 
it, that wouldn't follow any instructions and thought he was the star of the team. So he, 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 was, Bear, good. he was good, but he wouldn't follow yeah, instructions. So Bear went to his parents and said, I can make this kid one of the best players that ever played the game, but you're going to have to, we're going to make him ride the bench the first year. Mm-hmm. And he rode the bench the first year, Whoa. and he had his attention. Even though he may have been one of the best the players year. on the team, and right? he did come back. Be and one Joe of the best Willie players. talks about that and said it was the best lesson he ever learned. Well, that's right. They won a national championship right, right after that. Wow! Because he earned the respect of his players, and and they followed the plan. But later, he made the mistake not to do it. But I got a question for you guys. You've been watching Alabama play, and. They they're not the same team that they've been in the past. Do you think that Saban has had problems with the the kids that are on this team not understanding his system? That they don't listen to him the way that the teams have done in the past. I don't I don't know for sure, but I can tell you this: is coaches through through the books that I've read about Bear Bryant, coaches sometimes change their system completely. Sometimes they'll go with a bigger team. Sometimes, depending on what the competition is, they'll go with a faster team. And Sometimes they have a transition to, whenever they change the plan. They don't have the same plan. But, I mean, Saban's yeah. teams have always been known for being tough as nails. You get out there and they will physically punish you. That's not what he's got this year. It's like it's they, they have flashes of brilliance. But there's something going on there, and I think it has to do with he's having a hard time communicating some with his players. I really, really, I really do. I, I, These days, they have to communicate different with them. That's that's one of the reasons that I, I read Bear Bryant's book because he started out when he started out, it was brute force hmm. and uh, and and hard work. And read he just when he about was at killed Texas them. A&M. Yeah, when he was at <laughs> Texas A and M, he about killed them. Is that, is that but back, after is that he, back when they wouldn't let him have water. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so after he lost a few Heisman Trophy winners because they wouldn't didn't like being treated like that, then he had to change the way he communicated. And and Saban probably having the same problem. You, I think you that probably he is. Can't, you can't treat the players now. I mean, Bear pro- thought there were a bunch of snowflakes back in the '60s, but no, you know, my goodness, uh, imagine now. You can imagine now. I just wonder. I wonder with. how long Saban lasts. I'm, I mean, seriously. I'm serious. Number one, I wouldn't want to be under the pressure he is, you know, every time that uh, a season starts that unless you win the national championship, you failed, you know. That's a tough position to be in. Yeah, it sure is. It's a mountain. He'll probably be back. Great great coaches always come back, and and I I think he's proven himself to be a great coach. Did you watch that game? You watched Auburn and and Alabama this weekend? No, I didn't watch Unbelievable. Alabama tied that game up, the Iron Bowl. Tied the game up at 10 all with 26 seconds to play, and then they won it in four overtimes. Wow. Yeah. They beat. They finally beat Auburn. They uh, found a way. Yeah, they found a way, but I'm just telling you, you watched that Alabama team through that whole game? I mean, they, didn't, they hadn't even scored three points until the middle of the third quarter. That's not Alabama, folks. Yeah. I, there was something going on there. I'm just telling you. There's well, something going on. They used to say a good coach could beat you with their team, then they can turn around and beat you with your team. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. All right, we'll take a break here. Uh, it's 18 minutes after uh, 7. It's Dave Ellswick show. Glad to have you along here uh, being part of the show today. But I'm just saying, there's, there's, 
this is not the same Alabama team we've seen in the past that would physically just beat you into the ground. Just not the same team. East End Towing wants you to know they're not just like any other towing organization either. They take good care of you. You got a problem, no matter the situation, know that East End Towing can handle handle that problem and anything else that comes up because they got the answers. All you have to do, put this number in your phone, all right? East End Towing, 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. And uh, Patrick uh, McIntyre's crew will take great care of you. That's East End Towing. 22 minutes after 7, it is a Monday. I know it's a tough Monday because you've had several days off. And then you got to get up and you got to go. And play. I'm going to tell you, four o'clock came awful early this morning. It really did. That my my phone went off and and I had I even had the sound down because I knew I was going to wake up and just go, oh no, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I got up and uh, got going and had a cup of coffee and had a piece of toast and and uh, came on in and I feel great right now. I'm, I'm not, I'm not guarantee you at 10 o'clock this morning I won't be ready to go to sleep again. I didn't want to get up this morning. Yeah, either. it was yeah. slow. I, yeah, it don't take long for your body to say, you know, I like this not getting up before. Well, I, I, you know, it's it's getting dark so early now. and I, I, Isn't that the truth? Man, I, 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 hauled, I hauled off and fell asleep about 6.30, 7 o'clock yesterday, yesterday evening, and then I, woke, then I woke up again at about maybe 8.30 in the evening, and so it's, I had a hard time going back to sleep after yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't sleep but, last night. Oh, it was, I find that it's dark, dark out now, like at 5 o'clock. Yeah. And I look out, and I think it's like 8 o'clock at night. I'm getting ready for, getting you ready know? to go to bed. Yeah, like, and I start looking, and I said, well, i got to get my insulin shot and get my, my evening pills, and I look my job it's 5 40 you know and i go wait a second i still got three hours and, and you're winding up to go to bed yeah i'm yeah. ready to hit the rack you know uh, my dog my leads me back to bed around seven so no, you know it, it used to be during tucker but now she leads me back early because mm-hmm. we've got that shift change so so you're going you're going back down prime time on fox huh yeah yeah <laughs> i watch tucker and i watch uh and uh, I watch uh, a little bit of Hannity. Now, I, I don't watch, watch Hannity as much as I used to. No, but I I like uh, I like Brett Bear. I think he does a pretty good job. Yeah, and I like that. a lot of stuff that he gets into. And I like his uh, his power panel. It's not as good as mine, but <laughs> it's got a pretty good power panel too. Artie, you were reading the Wall Street Journal. I'm yeah. surprised you don't read I, the New York Times, but you read the. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to buy a subscription after going through the articles last night. Get ready they were, to write a big check. Uh, yeah, because you know they were give they give the other side quite well of what the the liberal thinkings are, and what was amazing in this uh, budget that they're trying to get through the Senate right now is the money is targeted toward automakers that have union workers and primarily union workers mm-hmm. and they're they found a way to steer the money around auto workers it stipulated in the bill that they have to be unions wow so, so they're, discri- they're going to discriminate they're spending billions of dollars in this bill to incentivize uh people to buy electric cars and that's what some of the democrats are going to have a problem with because the people that they're talking about are the people at the top of the economy they're going to give up to twelve thousand and five hundred dollar rebates. 
so basically on, on, on electric cars to it's a automakers check. that have yeah. union employees. It's a welfare check to rich people, huh? Definitely. All right, so I got a question for you. How, what percentage in five years, five years is it? No, he said 25, didn't he? Didn't the president say in 25? Uh, let's say 30. In 2030, what do you think the percentage of electric cars will be on the nation's highways? Samo. Oh, my goodness. What What do you think the percentage will be? 20%. 20%. RD. 2030, 5%. Okay. I mean, I don't know, 10, 15% maybe, but it's, it's, it's one of those things that it, it requires infrastructure and and such. And so it, it may very well be that in, in 2030 or 2035, Infrastructure. We, we may actually pay for have you guys ever noticed i ask him an easy question <laughs> and I, I i end up getting a 10 minute answer but the uh, infrastructure what, what percentage are you saying 15 10 15 percent okay maybe. but the infrastructure bill that they already passed that the republicans got on board with yeah. because of their corp corporatism 13 mm-hmm. of them but yeah but uh, anyway, it's called bipartisan. Is what oh. they called it. It was a bipartisan. Yeah. If bill. one person had been a Republican, it, it would have been bipartisan. They call it a bipartisan wow. bill. But anyway, it had a bunch of money for charging stations charging throughout. Stations. The yeah, country. of course it does. Yeah. So, too. so the infrastructure the bill was charging. Did, is that the way they did it when we had the internal combustion? engine that the federal government came in passed out in. tons of money to no, build capitalism to, gas to build uh, gas stations <laughs> no. so we had capitalism back at that oh, point well that's they, they did come, that's, a they neat, did, that's a neat idea yeah, yeah, capitalism. Free, free markets yeah we had a free oh. market back then okay so they had what how many millions millions of dollars for charging stations yeah billions billions in the first bill and that's this, right i i'm thinking in the past and how are um, they going to regulate that like are you going to have to pay for your charge yeah. Well, yeah, of course you, you know, will. I mean, so, so it's, it's probably it's liable to be some some like crony capitalism going on. Where liable to be. Well, let's, right, let's put it they, this way: unless they have a a a brick and mortar building where you can walk in and pay, you will have to have a debit card or, or a credit card. Payment. You will not be cash again. Will continue yep. to be pushed out of the it, vote. It, it may be, and that's one way for government to track your spending. And, yes, exactly. And where else. And they but, can, but everybody that's driving a gas car is paying for everybody's electric car. They're liable to be so, in so, some cases. Well, we're doing it right now. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're it, incentivizing them. We're, we're, we're building the, so the people driving gas cars are paying for the charging stations, and now they're going to get twelve up to $12,500 rebate on them. And all it is is a transfer of wealth from the capitalist-minded people to the socialist-minded to the socialist minded people. Economy, There's right. going to be two worlds in America. There will be the urban area where an electric car is feasible, and there will be the rural area will will still be the uh, – you know, regular in- gas engines out there. I thought you were going to say there's going to be a socialist world and a capitalist world, and I'm just well, the urban they're... world's already socialist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. So, uh, where are we going to draw the lines this okay. time? Well, this is, so what I was getting at is that what, what we may end up having is a, a lot of people maybe not own owning their own cars. Is it, it like the Uber thing that we're seeing right we've now? We've already talked. We've talked about that about autonomous vehicles right. and how a lot right. of people yeah. will give up owning yeah. a car. Right, and so you, instead of Owning a car, you pay $4 a day, $5 a day, $10 a day to have this car come pick you up and drive you to work, and you can do 
work while you're going while you're driving to work. You can yeah. be on Facebook. You can do all sorts of things or, or do your emails while you're riding rather than well, until they get that they get that whole autonomous car thing figured out because i don't want to be sitting on the side of the road you know in a flaming coffin all right we're going to take a break here on the dave elswick show that's what it causing on wheels uh, yeah absolutely we're going to take a break and then we'll be back we got bill o'reilly coming up we'll find out what he's got and then we'll all be back and finish it up for a monday here on the dave elswick show on 1011 fm the answer during the breaks here, it's so much fun because we start talking about science fiction. And I just made just made the statement. And by the way, Heidi, this is what I was asking the crew over here. I asked them, we're moving moving quicker and quicker towards a Gene Roddenberry type of world. Have you ever watched Star Trek? Did you ever see him pull out any money? No, because... Everything was paid for. You know, that's that's kind of the way that we're moving here. The government is <laughs> the perfect little yeah, communism. They're, put you on, they're putting you on the, on the plantation, so to speak. And uh, then you got X amount of credits or whatever in, in your account. And that's how it's all taken care of. And I, and I love watching science fiction because science fiction mm-hmm. becomes science fact. It really does. Sometimes. And we started talking about brave new world and so on we're talking about 1984 this dystopian view of where we're almost getting to to that now in our own culture now you get you know you get canceled out and all kinds of stuff that they did there fahrenheit 451 another uh, great movie uh, dealing with those type of thoughts and uh you know stranger in a strange land and i can go on and on i'm a huge science fiction fan you watch science fiction you're looking at the future. I'm just, I'm, and it's politi- well, and usually political. That's there is Dune. a lot of political Dune stuff. Dune is about poli- politics. Yes, there's a lot of Dune. politics and that stuff. And it's one of the. Just watched it last night. Did you? Yeah. It was it's all about politics. Well, it, Look, it, spice it, is oil, really. Okay, just yeah. so you'll know. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, right, and so it's 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 one of those things that it, it is politics. There's so much to it. But one of the things I think a lot of these these artists what do, you, what do you want to call them the the directors the people who, who write write these these stories i think a lot of them don't have a very good grasp on human behavior because a lot of this stuff the, what, what oh, goes on yeah, the Star, they do. well some of it but but like with they're Star not Trek, looking they're not he's not looking about it's a great new well roddenberry was a different animal but most science fiction writers right, they're, they're showing how how, yeah, how hard it is ooh. how bad it is right 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 but like like with star trek those like Everything, everybody's getting along, and, and it's a it's brave all, new it, world. It, it's it's all great. Oh, wait, there's a book called that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's all great. <laughs> but the reality is that that no, pe- people need to struggle. People need to have prices. They need they need to be, be paying for what they're doing. They need to work for what they're doing. This all of this stuff goes into to humanity, and if you don't allow that to happen, it doesn't work. The best sci-fi I've seen in the last oh five years was Altered Carbon. I didn't see that. You see that, that that dealt more with um, social constructs than anything else. It was you didn't have to. Uh, certain people didn't have to die. Uh, your your life, was, what makes you you, was stored on a disc. Oh. and on that disc they could plug it into Any new body. a skin. All right, what they call a skin. All right. And you could look like anybody. 
you could be young for all your life and whatnot, but you better play the game right or they destroy the disc. Now, once the disc is destroyed, dead. you don't exist any longer. Wow. How old is that? Uh, five years, maybe. Right. So that's you got the Netflix. government wants to play. Look on Netflix or on um, on uh, Amazon. One or the like other I've might have it, it still in there. I don't uh, remember. Oh, it's like great. Watch season one. Season two is really not all that good. I It was okay. It was interesting. But season one was freaking so, so, awesome so basically it was a digital soul yeah, well that's what it is and what do they talk about singularity now the perfect merge of man and machine right transferring that's right transferring right. your consciousness into a machine. machine they're working on that right now yeah but i tell you what the government wants to play god especially the socialist and communism they want to be the god they want to set the rules they want to tell everybody uh, what it takes to play and be a part of society. Everybody or, wants to be a god. But uh, <laughs> they're not going to make it. Yeah. it. They're not going to make it. And they're not going to find utopia. They're thinking that the government is going to create utopia, and it doesn't happen. What is a government? A government is uh, – our government is the people. Are the people perfect? No. No. Absolutely not. So if not, don't expect a perfect government from imperfect people. No. doesn't yeah, work but, that way. Yeah, but the set of rules that society is playing by has a lot to do with with how society goes. Sure. And righteousness exalts the nation still, and we're seeing what the opposite of righteousness yeah. does. We're yes, seeing the sir. opposite We've of it. We've been turned over to a reprobate mind. Yeah. I so, really do uh, believe that. When people have to carry AR-15... You know, to protect themselves. And found yeah. and found guilty for protecting their own lives. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean. Amazing. So Punished uh, for it. I mean, have, we were just mentioning a moment ago the the students. There's a, a small group. I bet you there's not 10 people right. in that group that are trying to keep uh, Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse from coming to uh, uh, Arizona State on, online. All right. Because they feel, they feel unsafe. Hmm. He's like going to shoot them through their computer. Are going to go through? I mean, is, is, there, is there even a campus for Arizona University? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I wonder if it's possible that maybe he was trying to come to campus. Yeah, but, I forget but, if they're in Phoenix or they're down south. I think but, they're in Phoenix. But if you look at that situation, is the government in, in that state and in that city not deciding who they are going to impose laws on and who they are not going yeah, to impose? Uh, apparently, yes, on because, because you you had you you had government. In, in Kenosha, we're talking mm-hmm. about that Wisconsin that was just standing down while people were committing major felonies. Mm-hmm. They were setting cars on fire, setting buildings Burning on fire. Businesses. I guess right. It was it was that in Arkansas. But he, wait, Paul, I'm gonna I'm gonna let me let me just quote what the other side the other side was saying. It is never never acceptable to take violence against people who are destroying property. Right. Well, let's, let's look at this a little differently. So I remember that. You, you realize that, that property actually takes lives. Be, people spend their lives, spend time. I'm not arguing this point. No, I'm saying, just saying what the other no, side tells you. You're right. They will say there's that. There's no law and order. But, 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 That's exactly right. There's no it, law it's and order. Not, but, but the reality is, no, if someone's stealing your bicycle, you don't shoot them in the back as they're running away. But the reality is, in Arkansas, if I understand the law correctly, at least in some cases, arson is a reason to use deadly force. 
And there's some there's some logic well, for you that. Can kill there's, people. Yeah, yeah. Right. absolutely. You can, can kill people with people. arson. You know, you have reached a pinnacle of sorts, and you don't want to be at this pinnacle. But that people are breaking into Home Depot so they can steal sledgehammers, that so they can go out and do smashing grabs. Yeah. That happened over wow. the weekend. It's going to. It's starting to affect the economy. I, I read another Wall Street Journal uh, article. That, that reading uh, stuff will get you in uh, trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, <laughs> and it's saying that that this, what is it called, crash and grab or smash and grab. Smash and grab is starting to affect companies' bottom line. What? And if yeah. it's not stopped, that it could actually affect the stock market. Well, imagine that. Can you think about this? A group, it looks to be about eight of them, all right? Go into like a high-end jewelry store in San Francisco smash the cases and they're grabbing stuff out of the while cases they're while they're open oh wow all right stuffing the stuff yeah stuffing stuff in their pockets and something and go and they, there's nothing left they never said how much money they got i'm telling you they got a ton well, of cash well, out of that and, and i don't know what the the, the self-defense laws are there in california but the reality is that they should never be allowed to leave the store. You can't shoot them. Right. I mean, I, and, and you got to go back to what I asked you and, and what those people are saying on the left. Mm-hmm. They're saying, Paul, that right. property never, but protecting you, property right, does not allow you to use that, force. You, well, you, you can use force. You definitely can use force. Not in California, you can't. Right. Well, it's and against the law. Well, and, and, somebody comes well, in your non, business non, with a there's sledgehammer. A, there, there's, a non, there's a difference between non-deadly force and force. Because in Arkansas, if someone's stealing your property, you can use force to stop them. You, you, you can't I'm not shoot them dead. Let me go back and, and California say again. Yeah, what California I just said. is a mess, though. You're right. All right. And, this is in California. It, it may very well be illegal to even stand in front of the door while someone's trying to get away after stealing. And it's starting starting to move across the United States. Uh, The non-lethal force in the country is birdshot. Well, (laughs) well, I mean, (laughs) the reality is that's 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 very true. However, a lot of people would would definitely frown upon this will only end. We went through this in the 70s. All right. No, some of you weren't even alive in the 70s. But during the 70s, during the 70s, criminals had more rights than victims did. And they started doing movies about it. Mm. And there's this guy that's standing in my studio that played a character by the name of Harry Callahan. And if you ever saw Dirty Harry, you'll understand the change that occurred in the 70s because of that Mm. people got sick and tired of it and that's what's going to happen in our country yeah people are going to get sick and tired sooner or later Mm -hmm. people will get sick and tired of this and they'll take this into their own hands and uh, the left to be ringing their vigilantism what did you hear about rittenhouse vigilantism he's going to end up being they're going to end up making a movie about him and some young kid is going to play him all right and they're going to tell the truth in the movie, and people are going to say, well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, if somebody's attacking you and they're going to beat you to death, you should be able to protect yourself. I'm just telling you, it, the pendulum will swing the other way again. 
Well, the law, yeah. without well, law and, and order, you do not have an economy. Well, and that's, and that's you don't the, have a country. You don't have any. No. Your whole life is at, at risk at that well, point. And, and, and there's nothing inherently wrong with vigilantism, not, not inherently. But the thing is, it can be really dangerous because we're, we're human. And a lot of times when we decide to take justice into our own hands, we don't actually do justice. We actually do injustice. We, we overpunish our enemies. Well, is that, we, or you punish the wrong person. Right, that that's too. That's the only reason we have a government. Well, that's why you got laws. Right, right. And, and the and, only reason we pay taxes is for protection and for law and order. Well, and, and so, so when we've, we spend gazillions of dollars for a government that... Doesn't do anything. Right, that, that, when, when, that doesn't protect you. Right. When, right. The number one... Role of government. Responsibility of government is to protect Our the rights. citizen yes. from each other, not from themselves. I don't want them protecting me from myself. Well, if you look at Australia right now, in Australia, you know they're 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 starting to build, you know, detainment camps for people uh-huh. that that get won't get well, shot, well, they get diseases. How, how far are you get shot? I want you to protect me from the criminals, but don't protect me from myself. Right. I'll but make my own decisions. Just think, of, just think of how many people in America yeah. right now would be okay with locking us up for not being vaccinated. Not there, I, there's not a lot, but there's enough. Yeah, I mean, there's enough people that think that way. Mm-hmm. They, they would they would be perfect Nazis. I mean, I'm just oh, sure. beyond, or or Stasi, whatever you want to call them. All right, it's the left, jackbooted thugs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they definitely would fit into that without a problem. Well, and, and part of it because they know better, Paul. The, the, the misguided fear. The, no, 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 wait. They know better. They know how you should live oh, your sure life. They do. They can't yeah. live their own life, but right. they know right. enough to tell you how to live your own. Right. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> what do they? What do socialists call it when someone thinks for themselves? They call them, you know, a, a menace to society. You call them guilty. Toxic masculinity. Uh, That's yeah, what you do. You, kill, you call them guilty. All right, let's take a break. Get a final break <laughs> in today. We're, we're, all, we're all wrought up today, man. I look like a rabbit dog right now. I'm foaming at the mouth. This is Dave Ellswick's show. I'm glad you're here with us. Thanks so much. Going to be a nice day today. We're going to be up into the 70s today. Woo! That's all right. Got to live with that kind of stuff. Getting close to December, though. This month, this year is almost over, folks. December 14th, right, uh, Heidi? White Christmas. December 14th. Buy your tickets now at Riverdale10.com. Uh, Get your tickets because you're going to need them. Don't forget about Pat Davis. Still that time now to buy your health insurance. Uh, if you need it, uh, go to him. He'll save you some money. He's going to save you 30 to 50% to, uh, to buy uh, some good health insurance. No copays. You see this on television on low copays. How about no copays? That sounds better than low. No, I like the the word no a lot of times. No copays. Uh, get your insurance, actual insurance, by the way, not a share plan, through any provider in the nation. To do that, you've got to call him. Got to talk to him. Got to get things set up. Five zero one six zero five. 6935. That's Pat Davis, your health plan man, or you can visit him online at yourhealthplanman.com. It is eight minutes till eight. We're just about done for a Monday. Unbelievable. Tomorrow we'll have the uh, the female power panel is going to be in. I don't know whether Elizabeth will make it tomorrow or whether she'll be on phone, but uh, we'll, we'll see if that. She got a Miata. She had a little a cruncher on her car and mm. she's trying to get it fixed and can't uh, can't really drive it because 
you, you turn it and it causes some problems with the wheel and things of that mm-hmm. nature. So she's getting it fixed. I know she's working. She's working with RD trying to find uh, pieces. You finding a lot of Miata parts for? Yeah. yeah. And uh, we <laughs> found somebody to fix it for. So oh, we'll good. Some, we found a person to do the job. So All right. uh, we'll be working on the parts today. Fantastic. I like that. Look, if you, I talk about this, you hear me talk about uh, Sonny's all the time. RD owns Sonny's. And if you need a part, you call Sonny. You take good care of it. Take perfect care of it. I got a, a front to right uh, fender for my car a few uh, months back and had a guy take care of Joe. has a guy that does body work, did a really good job for me. And, uh, you know, you go see uh, you go out and see my 2010 Acadia that used to have a crunched up front right side. Doesn't have it anymore. Motor's looks, really looks good new. too. Huh? Yeah, it is. I bought the motor. <laughs> I bought the motor from RD. I bought the transmission from RD. I think the transmission. I'm gonna have to get that taken care of. I, I, it's starting to slip a little bit, so I'm gonna have to get that taken care of. But uh, yeah, and and for people to say, "What you gonna we gonna spend a thousand dollars on a transmission?" You almost spend that a, on a car payment now. Yeah. yeah. As, as opposed to $4,000 for a new one. And I'm going to do it for one month, okay? Right. The rest of you may be paying that amount of money every month. Or more. What, is, what does a new car cost these days for the payment? Well, if you get one, a lot. <laughs> People are getting payments for like 72 months. Uh, it's crazy uh, how long the payments are for. Did you, I asked, I asked uh, Paul this question. You know what the... The length of the average average German new car payment is now ten years. Ten years. Ten <laughs> years. Well, that is. We're sad. heading that way. So, so do they? You look. At, they can't keep. Look. You go out and look at a a completely uh, you know uh, tricked out truck. You're looking at eighty five thousand dollars more. Yeah, it's more. crazy. And That's it, almost as much as I paid for my house. And it's all the government regulations to build yep. the car now and all the efficiencies that they have to meet. It's not market-driven. The cost of, of making a car is not market-driven anymore. Just it's, a little bit of it is. I mean, yeah. some of the safety standard stuff that you're seeing, like uh, side window, you side view mirror blinking if there's somebody there. People want that stuff, all right? So I understand that. But that's not that. having much cost there. Yeah, no, I would say not. <clears throat> but the efficiencies in the regulations and oh, everything yeah. does, Cafe does affect standards. the, the, that's the price. Government. It's coming to your lawnmowers and, and, and everything else <laughs> next. Well, so uh, you're not... If it's, you'll it's be able to have a lawnmower. I mean, yeah. they want to get rid of two-stroke engines. Yeah. So uh, basically what they're doing, they're controlling the market with, with the government. Every time you use your riding lawnmower or you're pushing lawnmower with, uh, you know, gas in it that's got ethanol, it's eating the rubber um, gaskets in it. Yeah. Destroying the motor. Yeah. And they want, instead of having 10%, they want to have 15 or 20% because they want to give more money to the farm. Nothing against farmers. I love you guys. All right. But ethanol is the biggest scam that has ever been, one of the biggest scams it's ever government subsidized. Yeah. When it's subsidized by the government, that just means one thing. It's not profitable. It costs more. <laughs> it costs more That's to fair. make it, and it makes you, main, you make more pollution to be able well, to make it. You've still got to burn diesel to make the, to grow the corn. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're burning diesel. <laughs> you know, I've never mowed my yard with my snapper riding lawnmower, my Forrest Gump riding lawnmower, and saw like squirrels fall out of the trees or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> they're not like gasping. 
grabbing hold of their throats uh, no, and stuff? No, no, no. I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, but I, but I, yours, you must have those squirrels that run around with little gas masks on. <laughs> yeah, I must have. <laughs> Aren't they uh, trying to phase lawnmowers out in California? So are they going to have sheep? No, it's amazing. <laughs> We're going to get rid of sheep. We're going to get rid of sheep and we get rid of cows. Why? Because they fart too much. Uh, so, so how are they going to mow their grass? Just not mow it? Or are they going to use Roundup or they electric? They talking about electric. No, you can't use Roundup. They're suing people for using Roundup. Come on. I guess get some goats. Yeah. But what's what we're just saying? We're going to have yeah, nuclear I mean, power or coal plants making electricity so you can look no. good to your neighbors. Mm. That would be pretty cool. Have a nuclear-powered lawnmower. <laughs> Well, hey, they've got. <laughs> if you can, hey, ships are nuclear powered. Hey, yeah. maybe that's the next thing. Well, I'm well, look, I'm all about ships. nuclear power, especially now. When you talk nuclear power today, you're not talking about Three Mile Island back in the seventies. Right. Okay, you're talking about less waste and everything. You're not talking Yucca Mountain anymore. Where are you going to put uh, you know the, the, waste. the waste and all that? You're not talking about that stuff anymore. So let's go nuke because I'll tell you what. That that's the cleanest form of power that's out there, you know. As far as that's concerned, if you could make nuclear powered cars that would plug into the grid and then they actually charge the grid rather than rather than having to plug your car, I think it's interesting. Your car, I'm I'm sure you've seen the commercial where you buy your truck so that when your power goes out at home, you can you can plug your house into your truck. That that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's kind of crazy. It really is pretty cool. the, The one that says we plug in. Our the, the the delivery van from the folks that power our business, and then our business uses the power to deliver the product to you. I mean, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty good commercial. Give yeah. them credit. I, I think it makes as long as government subsidize yeah, it. Works we got good. all somebody else is. But paying you got to keep working so that we can pay for it. That's it for today, Artie. Appreciate you, hey. brother. I really yeah. do appreciate you. Thank you, Paul. Yes, sir. For coming on in. And Simone, yes. our resident artiste, we thank you for being here <laughs> on the Dave Ellswick Show. See you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. right here, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.